This is Lunch with Legends, brought to you by thinkslinger.org. That's thinkslinger.org, where words collide. And now your host, Lou Stowers. Thanks, big game, Jimmy Flame. In this very special edition of Lunch with Legends, I'm just so proud and honored to have one of the best sports entrepreneurs that ever walked the planet. You look up the dictionary legend, sports legend, this is the guy. Dennis Murphy, a local guy. He was the mayor of uh, Buena Park at one point, um, USC educated, and uh, he really, really rocked the world in sports with the American Basketball Association, the American Football League, World Hockey Association, World Team Tennis, and Roller Hockey International, which is what brought to you and I together. And uh, Dennis Murphy, thank you so much for joining us, but I really want to get right into this and ask you, how did Roller Hockey International come about? I had two partners, Larry King and Alec Bellhumor. And Larry King and I, before Roller Hockey started, we were driving and we found a bunch of kids playing on the street with a ball and they had a net and they had a lot of fun out there. And we, and so I said to Larry, I said, Larry, you know what? That I think could go. And he said, yes, I think so. And so that's what really started Roller Rock. And I just want to explain that this Larry King is uh, Larry King, the sports entrepreneur, not the one who is the talk radio and the talk show host, but uh, Larry King was married to Billie Jean King. Now, how did you go about convincing all of these potential owners around the country that a new league, let alone a new sport like roller hockey, was a good idea? Well, luckily for me, the American Basketball Association and the World Hockey Association and World Team Tennis were very successful. So amongst those people that were involved with those three leagues were people that I knew and I was able to convince many of them to join Roller Hockey International. And those that didn't, I'd go in and talk to the Chamber of Commerce and then from there we talked to some people who were interested in sports. And I was very fortunate to be able to get some nice people. Oh yeah, you sure did. As a matter of fact, you convinced so many guys that you started off with a, a lot of teams, like almost a couple of dozen, right? That was our big mistake. We, we, we moved too fast. And because of that, we ran into some problems with some of the cities. So we had to move teams from one city to another, which was a mistake. Not only that, but uh, you also put all of those teams into the big arenas that the NHL played in. Now, was that a mistake too or, or not? The National Hockey League indirectly helped us because they wanted another client in their building. And because they wanted another client, they helped us. Speaking of the NHL, Dennis, how close were you and the other owners of the uh, RHI and Commissioner Ralph Backstrom, how close were you to coming together with the NHL, either in a partnership or a merger? Was that ever a possibility? No, we were never in that position. And basically, I think it was their decision not to be receptive to us. 
Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this because there was always that rumor that uh, RHI was going to merge with the NHL. Well, some of their owners we wanted to have joined in. Of course, you know, we got Jeannie Buss, who, Jerry Buss, I mean, couldn't get any better owners than him. How instrumental was he, Jerry Buss, in getting the league going? Oh, Jerry, he's in heaven now, and he was just a real good man. And he did a great job with the Lakers. And with that, he helped me immensely, most probably more than anybody else. And then he put his daughter Jeannie in charge of the LA Blades, and uh, now she's the owner of the Lakers. Jeannie did a magnificent job. And the big thing that we sold Jeannie on was the bikini girls. <laughs> she loved the bikini girls. Uh, and we had bikini girls in our league, and it worked out very nice. Probably one of the most important things is that you had the top three markets. Uh, you had New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. And as everybody knows in advertising and marketing, you got to have those three if you're going to make it. it. Indirectly, that's true. I, you know, I, I, I don't know whether it, you could survive without those three, but it's certainly helpful. Right. Now, the RHI did have a decent run uh, through the 90s. Do you think that the economy may have had something to do with it? It was up and down, and what do you think? Maybe so, but our biggest problem is that we try to move too quickly. And if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have done it that way. Or in other words, how would you structure the league now, nowadays, now that in hindsight? Actually, the best way to do it, in my opinion, is to have six in the West and six in the East. And that way, you have good competition with, you know, more than one team, and yet you have a division. And then as far as the rosters, Dennis, would you keep those the same? Would you uh, allow minor league hockey players to play again? The, time, the timing was good because it was after the, the regular season. So originally, Roller Hockey International was supposed to be based on local players playing for their local teams, right? Right. And then Chris McSorley, the head coach of the Anaheim Bullfrogs then, brought in his minor league players and... One of the things I learned was over the years was that you needed a star. Like in the ABA, we had Rick Berry, who was a great star. In the WHA, we had Bobby Hall, Gordy Howe, and Wayne Gretzky. Not bad. And in World Team Tennis, we had Billie Jean King. And roller hockey, we had our commissioner. Ralph Baxter, and I think that's so important because you get stability plus you also get a reasonable attitude of success because these men were the best. And I do want to talk about the ABA and the WHA and those good old days because the history of what those two leagues meant to sports now is, is phenomenal. But do you think that a professional roller hockey league like RHI could work today? I, I, I really do. Roller hockey has really caught on with the kids. And, you know, 
that's where it all starts. Now, Dennis Murphy, do you still hear from some of the guys that played in the league in the RHI? Oh, yes. And, you know, I'm very, very proud of most of them. People like Joe Norris, people like Ralph Backstrom, of course, and, of course, Larry King, who's my partner, and Alex Bellhumor, who's also my partner. And then we had a lot of people who were around the scene. Well, Dennis, I, I just want to take this time um, from the bottom of my heart to thank you for creating Roller Hockey International because you really helped uh, uh, launch my play-by-play -play career with the Anaheim Bullfrogs. And uh, then you hired me to do quite a few games for the San Diego Barracudas down in San Diego. And then Ben Buckland, the owner of the uh, Oklahoma Coyotes in Oklahoma City, hired me to do uh, mini games uh, that they played here on the West Coast, up and down the West Coast, back to Oklahoma City. So just want to thank you. Well, Lou, you were, but other than your hair, <laughs> you were terrific. And, and, and I'm so happy you're doing well. Thanks, yeah, and it's, and it's all your fault. It is my fault, <laughs> and I accept it gladly. Well, uh, again, I just want to thank you, and, and uh, I'm, I'm just sorry that I wasn't around during the WHA days to work with uh, you and the, well, the L.A. Sharks. Oh, we had so much fun with the L.A. Sharks. We had two wonderful, wonderful people involved as owners and Larry Shields and Lenny Bloom and also as far as the play by play situation the Sharks were were very good not the best but very good and we had a lot of fun. Now the ABA American Basketball Association that was your first fray into sports entrepreneurship, correct? That is correct. What made you decide one day to roll out of bed and to take on the big monster that is the NBA? Oh, it was, it, it's like writing a storybook. I mean, Al Davis with the American Basketball League called my good friend and a fraternity brother of mine at USC, Jim Hardy, who was the commissioner of of the Coliseum. Right, yeah. And I, at that particular time, was the mayor of Buena Park. And Al, Al said to Jim, we'd like to put a team. This is when the American Football League was separated from the National Football League. Right. He said, we'd like to put a team in Orange County. This is in the AFL. AFL, right, okay. Al Davis, who was the president of the AFL. And he said he, he'd like to put a team in Orange County. And so Jim said, well, I know just a guy who's a fraternity brother of mine who's the mayor of Buena Park. And he called me on the phone, and I got a hold of the Russell Knott, the Knott family, and away we went. And we put on a doubleheader football game at Anaheim Stadium. It had 47,000 people there. Wow. And we were very impressed, and everybody was impressed. And unfortunately for us, at that particular time, 
the two leagues merged. Right, right. And so when they merged, our group was out in left field because, you know, the guy who owned the L.A. franchise didn't want another competitor in Anaheim. So he, he made it very clear that he didn't want to sit in the league. So, with that understanding, our owner said, let's try some other sport. And that's how basketball started. So then here all you guys are without a party to go to, and you're holding the bag of money and no party to go to, so you created your own party, the ABA. And that started everything. And you had the Anaheim Amigos in Anaheim, which were, they, they were a fun team to watch. Oh, and they did a great job. The Silvers were great owners and they worked awfully hard and made things happen and they had some wonderful people working including you. People like Bob Elder who by the way had passed away but a lot of nice people. And then the ABA grew and uh, was attracting more people and uh, more fans, more, more players and then the NBA decided that well instead of beating them we got to join them. We, we offered all the teams to come in to the National Basketball Association, but only four teams took it. And those four teams did very, yeah. I mean, from the $25,000 that they originally paid to nowadays, you know, what was the last one? Clippers were, so, were talked about $2 billion, That's 2B. Right. And now they're going to be the team to watch in, oh, in 2019. They're doing, a, they're doing a great job. And the San Antonio Spurs didn't have a bad run, did they? No, they didn't have a bad run at all. And neither did the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> That's right, they sure did. Now, the ball, the ABA ball, the red, white, and blue ball, that was your selling point, and they're still selling that ball today. When we look back and all the mistakes we made, which was a lot, the biggest one, I think, was the fact that we didn't patent the ball. And Wilson, the Wilson company, did. And they sold a lot of basketball. Oh, yeah, they sure have, and they continue to do so. Well, thanks, Dennis Murphy, for taking the time to talk to us on Lunch with Legends. And you know, old friend, it wouldn't be a conversation between you and me without saying, I sure hope the Trojans lose and go Bruins. Thanks for joining us, and until our next Lunch with Legends, this is Lou Stowers saying so long. The executive producer of Lunch with Legends is Maxine Stowers. Lunch with Legends is produced by James Thomas, Mike Landa, Lou Stowers. Lunch with Legends edited by Mike Landa and James Thomas. And Lunch with Legends directed by Mike Landa. Lunch with Legends is brought to you by ThinkSwinger.org. That's ThinkSwinger.org, where words collide. World Financial Group and Athena Financial. For all your personal financial growth needs, call Cassidy Eden at 562-266-7024. And by Conjun Water. Get alkaline water right out of your tap. Call Michael Landa at 714-931-0059. And by House of Fire Productions. Visit flamesaname.com for more info. Lunch with Legends is a production of ASE Media.